What the fuck? That was my reaction to Akira as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. Hell of a cold open. <laughs> Welcome back, friends and neighbors, to another exciting minute of Akira. This is the podcast, Akira Minute, where we delve into each and every one of those 60-second chunks of the 1988 landmark blockbuster extravaganza of the anime (laughs) world called Akira. I'm one of your hosts, Richard Dunham from DunhamRC.com. I'm another one of your hosts, Jack Stovall from reopeningthewormhole.com. And joining us this week, we have a couple of hardened veterans of the <laughs> capsule clown gang war. <laughs> These motherfuckers have seen some shit. <laughs> and some stuff. Uh, so who talks first? Do I talk first? Do you talk first? <laughs> you talk first. <laughs> it's hard to tell with the apparatus on your... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, this is uh, Sam Stovold from Marvel Star Wars Explorers, um, and I'm back. Thanks for having me on again. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being on again. I am a wind-called barm. <laughs> <laughs> like wind, I come from nowhere and go nowhere. Third time's a charm. Or pinch hitter. Yes, you're, uh, you're, a, you're a superstar in this podcast. More appearances than anyone. Besides me and Jeff. And by that, I mean Richard. <laughs> uh, sounds like it's a po- Jack's podcast silly. <laughs> yeah. Just there. I'm, I'm on a lot of podcasts. Uh, on this Comfortable pod- old shoe. Yes. <laughs> An ape shoe. Yes. With a, little, with a little thumb sticking out of the side. Get ready to be tied. <laughs> On this podcast, uh, at least this episode, we're talking about Minute 41 of Akira, which starts with scientists running through a checklist, and it ends with a pan back centering on the colonel standing before a frost-covered doorway. Technobabble. Technobabble minutes. That's why we had you on, guys, as experts. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's right. That's I've heard funny this idea. much about Kelvin since 2009's Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Kelvin timeline, the minute 41 of the Kelvin timeline. <laughs> Wait, is this what they were talking about in Star Trek? This is why Captain Kirk is an orphan. Did he grow up in the same orphanage as uh, Canada and Tetsuo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, this is... Kirk! Chris Hemsworth froze to death in the vacuum of space. Real talk, real uh, quick. Chris Hemsworth froze to death. Yes. Real quick. Kelvin. Mm. Yes. As a unit of measurement, is is that like from like absolute zero? Yes. Yes. And up? Is that the the scientific thing? Yes. That's right. I looked into it. Yeah. So. there's no such thing as minus degrees Kelvin. Yes. Okay. So are we out of real talk now? Yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit. Back to, back to fake talk. <laughs> so point zero 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 five Kelvins is 
pretty much as close to the coldest temperature possible in the universe. That's impressive. Uh, so, well, so in this minute, we see, like, at one point, one of the diagrams on the screen is, like, 28, and it's, like, enclosed in all the circles. And so when they're talking about the point zero 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 five Kelvin, that's presumably inside, like, where the 28 is, right? Yeah, because the colonel is, like, walking. I assume. They start out saying room 10 is 148 degrees Kelvin, and then room 9 is 118 degrees Kelvin. So if you look on that diagram, that screen, there are actually 10 concentric circles, and they're labeled like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 10 is the outermost. So I assume that each circle gets colder and colder and colder until you get to room 1, which is 0. 0.005. Hmm. Which checks out scientifically. Makes sense. And Fahrenheit is like something like minus 485 degrees or something. So there's no way that he's the colonel standing in front of No, I mean, you could be in there. No. <laughs> right, no. Well, so, okay. Well, then I guess my next how question how is... Many, how many to... Kelvin are, are we in right now, approximately? <laughs> Anyone know? So we're, we're in three, we're in four disparate locations, so... Oh, you're breaking the illusion, Jack. We're all in a studio together. I'm sure we're probably <laughs> within like 10 it's degrees. four different timelines as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's say we're somewhere, right? We are in, okay, typical room temperature would be 293 Kelvins. Uh, what What was, what, what the colonel's standing in, how many Kelvins is that? Well, that's a good question. I mean, that's... that's... <laughs> That's why we're That's here. That's why we're here. <laughs> You're trying to figure that out. Okay, so they didn't say what. They didn't specifically go off the number. For well, the I don't know what room in. he's in. Is there like a yeah. hey, you're in room number ten sign above his head? I don't think so. There wasn't. I I, I didn't. Was there like a you are here little thing on the the concentric circles for the colonel? It's like the alien alien. Uh, <laughs> Screen with the dot for the kernel. That's inside the room. Okay, but which room? Room ten? Room nine? Um. Well, it seems pretty cold. Yeah, it does seem pretty cold. And it's so a cold sounds, room. the other thing they talk about is they say what do they say? Uh, bloop 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 bloop. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> Oh, I yeah. missed that line. That was the weirdest moment yeah. of the whole movie. <laughs> not saying yeah, a lot. That's actually, I was expecting a sound effect, but you hear one of the voice actors go, bloop, bloop. <laughs> Place <laughs> As the things are turning on, it's weird. Uh, made it into, made it into the uh, official release, and they like, watched it in the theater, and they're like, what the, how did we miss that? Yeah. It's, it's a real slipshod production. It's like that, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like that Wilhelm scream in the, in the middle of uh, the... Judy Garland song in uh, uh, Star is Born. Yeah. <laughs> okay, one of them says, no abnormalities detected in any of the rooms, dewar walls, or defense systems. Or defense system. What's a dewar uh, wall? I'm glad you asked, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the... I, I know, of course. Of I'm just, course. you know, some <laughs> listeners right now. So just, For the ignorant yeah. hoi polloi out there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is why they're listening in. <laughs> so the vacuum flask that we all know and love that I'm drinking water of right now. 
<laughs> I love that flask. <laughs> vacuum flask. The vacuum flask was designed and invented by a Scottish scientist, Sir James DeWar, in 1892. 92. So he was studying uh, the properties of some other gas, and he wanted to cool it down. So he, DeWar, Sir DeWar, invented the vacuum flask. However, he did not patent it, and uh, a couple of German glass blowers. Reinhold Berger and Albert Aschenbrenner, they discovered that uh, you can use this vacuum flask to keep drinks cold or hot as you want them. Mm. And they named mm. it Thermos. Huh. And they, so then there was a bit of a tis- tuffle about uh, who owned the rights, but since DeWar didn't, you know, decide not to pan it, he kind of, he got screwed out of the... Uh, out of any royalties for that. And we're all drinking out of thermoses. But he's the one getting named in the movie. So <laughs> Yeah. So there's another uh, containers used to store liquids whose normal boiling point is below room temperature are called cryogenic storage dewars or just dewars, <laughs> lowercase d. And basically, the thing that's uh, special about them, they're basically vacuum flasks, but they also provide a way for, since the the temperature isn't going to stay cold, nothing's perfect, the gas is going to evaporate. And if it expands, you know, this liquid, liquefied gas, if it expands too much, it's going to basically explode without some kind of release valve. So... Hence, Neo-Tokyo exploding. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So it's basically like a vacuum flask with something to vent gas. That's a Dewar. Vent radioactive gas. So if they were detecting abnormalities with the Dewar walls, Neo-Tokyo would be about to explode. (laughs) Again. Yeah, I guess. I mean... It's a good thing they have somebody in here checking this all the time. <laughs> all right, well, okay, so unless there's anything else about Duar walls, I have a, a question that I want to to bring to the floor. Do it. So, what uh what what is the colonel doing in this scene? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a great this is, Yeah, we brought this uh this came up last week as well. Looking like a fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't love what's happening, but <laughs> I just am wondering why he's just going. Is he just, does this like a, a ritual of his that he just yes. goes down like once a week to look at the Every- Akira container and remind himself of what's at stake? <laughs> Every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> What's on a Sunday, my Sunday, Sunday go to meeting uh, uh, cold gear. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> so well, I was wondering because, like, I don't know if it was last week or the week before for you guys, but I think he just got the premonition from Kyoko, right? Yes, that was last week. Okay, so is he like, he's like, oh, I better check in Akira or Akira. And, uh,. Like, I gotta do it in person, I can't trust anybody else? He's an old-fashioned kind of guy. Yeah, I don't know, did they not have any, they don't have any, like, remote, they don't have a webcam set up. (laughs) 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 They need to go down to the control room to check all this stuff. Well, he is, I mean, (laughs) there is, like, a, a great character moment that I love where he says, like, open the door, and the guy's like, yes, sir. Uh, and he's like, in the control room. (laughs) And, 
and then he just sort of grimaces and i just it was like I, I, I love the colonel so much yeah. the way he, he just is like surrounded a, by morons there's constantly. a corresponding <laughs> great character moment from dr onishi when that guy goes <laughs> tells with dr onishi hey the colonel wants the door for the <laughs> he's just kind of waves so, yeah. his hands like, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's the colonel you know we, we gotta go through this bullshit every week just open the fucking door I mean wh- why the fuck do you think we came here if not to open that door I like that part too because it's like silent through the glass yeah I don't know if the indication is that the colonel has turned around and he's looking at that or if it's just for our, the audience's benefit like that's where the camera is so we can't hear it the camera, quote unquote. <laughs> I mean, you can almost see Onishi's eye roll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, did talk about that a lot last week, and the primary reason he's down here is for exposition. Basically, is what we landed on. It's it's the weirdest part of the movie structurally. I was gonna say, I don't think that's the, this is the weirdest part of the movie, man. <laughs> no, right. I mean, <laughs> just, yeah, in I terms mean, of stories, on a metal level, so, yeah. as, in terms of how the movie is, you know, like formatted and that, uh, especially no, normally, there's very little effort to let anyone know what the hell is going on with anything in this movie, and this is a weird thing where it's like this is what Akira is, and this is where he is. This is for you, everyone. These are the Kelvin temperatures. Yeah, and in that way, I always appreciated it. I mean, we get into it more in the upcoming weeks, but it, it's never like really stuck out to me. It, it felt right, and to have some sort of explanation as to what the fuck Akira was, <laughs> kind of what was going on, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Is this like in the uh, in the comic books? Was this formatted like this at all? Or I vaguely remember this kind of imagery and stuff, but I don't know. Uh, well, I can't remember. Akira's pretty different in the comics, right? He's not just well, his, the vials. He's not just the bottles or whatever, isn't he? Yeah, he's actually like alive. Yeah, that's why. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I didn't know I think, if he like was revived through magic or something, but no, because I, I remember he's like a char- an actual character in the yeah, comic Emperor. Kira, he was, I think he was, like, in suspended animation or something, right? Yeah, and then he's actually, like, out moving around in, like, the yeah. like, like fourth, fifth, sixth books or something like that. Yeah, it's like, all, the, all the weird, cool stuff that happens in the comics that's not really in the movie. The, the Neo-Tokyo right. Empire, right? Oh, my God, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. But did it start like this? Was it, like, frozen or something? Or, or It's been a long time since I read them, but... Oh, whatever. Yeah, We're I think not talking was... about the comics. Yeah. <laughs> They're relevant, obviously. But, yeah. I, yeah, I think the imagery is the same. Like, th- this giant, like, circular thing that he's in, like, that's still the same, right? Yeah, the Genova chamber. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Well, you went there right away. Okay. I, mean, I, gonna, I was wondering if we are going to wait until the next minute. I'm sure you guys were but, literally yeah. just talking about it in the previous minute, too. But, I mean, that, like, giant elevator platform moving down. It's like We were. Like, oh, this is where Final Fantasy yes. VII came from. <laughs> yeah. In fact, there's, we've been talking about, about Final it Fantasy VII a lot. Almost over every, course week. Of yeah. <laughs> every week, there's like something Final Fantasy VII just lifted straight out of this movie with almost no change. Right. <laughs> it's like that and, the, and, and Aliens. Like, those are the two like big vibes I get. 
from like the sci-fi imagery. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, all those black and yellow stripes, which I guess Final Fantasy VII and Aliens share some DNA in that respect. But xenomorph, Genova, Sephiroth DNA. Just elevators. <laughs> Lots of elevators everywhere. Speaking of exposition, this is the week that we get Akira spelled out. Like yes. we see it both in Roman characters and in uh, Katakana. That's right. This week. It's a hell of a week. I did forget to point out last week I played the Famicom video game Akira. Uh, <laughs> uh, the title screen of that uh, has the katakana over the roman characters oh really okay yeah. i thought that was an invention of uh, american marketing it may have been, i don't know if they adopted it by the time the video uh came out but uh yeah if you check i, I posted the 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 title screen on my facebook feed but if you look at that yeah i saw that it. yeah <laughs> nice how was, it, how was the actual gameplay it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> what is it? Is it like a platformer? I mean, that was the standard. No, it's a, uh, it's like a point and click adventure game. So it's basically like <laughs> oh, a nice. adventure kind of thing. And they didn't port that over here. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> this has like as the consoles are coming up. This has like the classic anime stuff turn stuff turning on. Oh yeah. You can hear like all that's, I think that's all over Robotech, but it's nice to hear it here. It yeah. visually that, that, it's gorgeous too. I love these screens. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, monitoring like eight different Death Stars. And it's I, like, yes. <laughs> okay. I that's that's what, that. literally the first thing I've written down. <laughs> moons or Death Stars. That's like my <laughs> first thing I wrote down in my notes. <laughs> yep. There's Death Star 1, there's Death Star 2, there's Akira Star 3. will be in range in 19 minutes. Switch Just, uh, to monitoring computer. <laughs> the idea of what they thought screens were going to be like in the future was in the 80s was just so much cooler than what they turned out to be. Oh my god, I know. Because, like, <laughs> this is, you know, it's not distant from, like, the L cars and, like, Next Generation. Yeah. Or, you know, like, it... Well, I'm it, thinking more like like Star Trek movies and stuff like that. Like L cars, that's like a that's '90s thing, really. Like when I think '80s yeah. stuff, I'm thinking more, a little more low tech. Uh, yeah, these are all the, these screens can only display one thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Single use. I don't want screen. these multi-purpose like phone screens and shit. I want a screen yeah. for one thing only, and I want a big room of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh i and love it this look, room i the, just want to be in here i know one of the yeah. coolest so, things that i just noticed about second 48 when the guy's talking about dewar walls you can see the lights of the screen shining on his face and on his chest like mm. in the pattern it's pretty sweet it's a good detail i'm pulling it open now i, I gotta see i gotta check this out <laughs> oh yeah that is that's good stuff beautiful uh, also, just like the whole like red tint of the room and like the brightly colored panels and all that is uh, like, I mean, you know, everything was kind of inspired by 2001. So there's been plenty of things that look like this yeah. since 2001, but like still, I was just getting yeah. like some good yeah. 2001 I mean, vibes. Even even the controls shining on the face. Oh like, yeah, that's very yeah, totally. Well. Oh man. Also, a lot like oh, yeah, the, like the 2010. 
control room, which is a lot like the aliens control room or whatever. All right, yeah, okay. So it was probably more based on 2010 than uh, yeah. 2001. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was that was the more influential of the two films. Yeah. Roy Scheider, baby. You are drinking too much of your Kentucky whiskey. <laughs> it's a piece of pie. <laughs> Easy as cake. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Uh, I mean, just the uh, when these doors open and like the frost mm. falls off it. Ooh. Oh God! Yeah, I, I love that visual. I don't know trope. Yeah, <laughs> Be it I mean, it's like or... the uh, it's like when you see like the liquid nitrogen or whatever falling off of the the space shuttle when it launches. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's something so satisfying about it. It's just mm. yeah. It's like uh, pulling like dried glue off your hands or something. It's just like, <laughs> right. <gets> me. <laughs> dude, totally. You nailed that right. vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I pulling the plastic film off the consoles of a new starship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Our decks, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like you see some stuff like this in uh, Mr. Freeze episodes of batman the animated series as well oh yeah totally um it makes sense i uh, yeah i can't i mean you've already talked about all this stuff but there was like there's multiple shots in this movie that i didn't realize that when they were making uh, mask of the phantasm they were just like dude you know what's awesome akita and there's like (laughs) a couple (laughs) moments that are like exact like exact moments and it's crazy and yeah so i don't know just you bringing up batman the animated series like there's absolutely like just this like any mr freeze stuff like that there's just like that fog like that's on the ground that's like happening here and uh especially because heart of ice that mr freeze episode has such beautiful animation so you know they're they're paying the money to make it look as much like this as they can and that was uh might have been TMS or another company related to TMS. So a lot of those guys who worked on that episode did, in fact, work on Akira oh. as well. Yeah, I, I, I believe it. And uh, I think Richard, at some point, we should uh, maybe think about doing a bonus app about like Batman Beyond, the movie. Yeah, because that has like one of the main Akira animators worked on that, and they did a similar thing with like the laser coming down oh, onto a city. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, like, the animator was, like, the same guy who did it on Akira, and he's like, I wanted to do it again, but better. So they <laughs> did it in Batman Beyond. <laughs> Shit, that ain't making me want to watch it again. It's been years. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it's awesome. I have to check it out. Yeah. Return of the Joker, baby. Mm. But, yeah, this big-ass door, to quote Poe. <laughs> I was going to make a Snyder Cut joke, but never mind. The moment's passed. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Topical when this comes out. Yes. <laughs> Three years. <laughs> Just in time for the 2024 Olympics. In Tokyo? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Neo. Yeah. And then we get, yeah. That was my last note was Does this doorway have Genova written above it? <laughs> yes. Do 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 <laughs> beautiful yeah well it, it's cool the way that this minute ends to where it is you know the zoom out and you just get like that single taiko drum beginning of requiem first 
second of record. Oh yeah, maybe. It's so weird watching this movie, and I mean, I'm sure I talked about it. I talked about the soundtrack maybe too much on my previous appearance. Never enough. Never, <laughs> never enough. But it's always just weird being so familiar with the soundtrack and then going back and watching it. And it's all like chopped up and yeah, yeah, like the, shifted all over the place. It's the same as like when I watch Fight Club because I'm I've heard the soundtrack so much more than I've seen the movie. Right. And I'm like this. That, this music doesn't go here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way this movie scored, it reminds me of like the original series or something. It's like they just have these same pieces of music that they, the original Star Trek, the original series. I should yeah. be more clear. <laughs> I'm not on a Star Trek podcast. I'm used to that being the norm. <laughs> but, you know, it's like they have all these pieces of music already written and then they just like pull up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they'll just. <laughs> okay, now play it legato, yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, so it's just. Okay, no, they, have, they have, you know, like they have all these pieces of music and they're just like, take a little piece of it and be like, all right, this is where this fits in the movie, but it's not like it was written to coincide with like the action that's happening. So. Yeah, which is essentially how the soundtrack was made. Like the they hadn't even seen the movie, really. Yeah. Like they just said, "Here's your title and here's your theme," and just make like ten songs on around this theme, and then they just basically <laughs> delivered them the album, and they just all the cart pick and choose, throw them in wherever. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny because there'll be like scenes where like all of a sudden it even just like very awkwardly kind of like f- just fades out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These aren't complaints. I love the vibe that everything yeah. about the soundtrack gives to the movie, but it's just always kind of fun thing watching it. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to that Tycho drum. And this, uh, it is one of the coolest uh, endings for a single minute when you break the film in the minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about tomorrow's too, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else uh, then for this minute? We can say. To be continued. Yeah, I've said my piece. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Can you guys uh, make it back here tomorrow? Uh, Yes. All the way back down. Can you get on the funicular and (laughs) write it down to uh, level whatever the hell this is? All right. Down to Genova Chamber. I'll be be back as long as it's uh, enough Kelvins. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say. I can't podcast when it's too few Kelvin. I'm <laughs> a warm-blooded creature. Well, let's see if we can get a little deeper in that uh, Genova chamber, though. Yeah. yeah. Just grab your buster sword and your Bokan Fuku, your cold gear, and let's, uh, let's break it open. See what's in there. Let's break the ice. <laughs> break the ice. We'll find out tomorrow here on Akira. 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 Akira.